Uh, she has a new book, The Untold Story of Muhammad Ali, and she has another new project we'll be talking about called The Grid. Miss Kalia Ali. Hello, Miss Ali. How are you today? Well, good morning to you, too, dear. It is How so, are you? I'm great. It is so good to um, to finally get a chance to meet you and talk to you um, about the greatest. And last week we had James Brown's um, sister on. She was on for a couple of days. So Muhammad Ali is probably one of those, just like James Brown, that when you talk about black history, they are in the annals of, of, of black history. And ironically, um, Leon Spinks, he uh, died this weekend at age 67. Uh, and so we're just going to talk to you about your life uh, as the mother to these kids and as the former uh, wife of Ali. But that doesn't define you. Being the, being the former <laughs> wife of Muhammad Ali, that doesn't define you so much uh, today, does it? Well... Yeah, I look at it like this. This is the thing. This Muhammad Ali that you and everyone knows is a man who was young. When I married him, he wasn't as great as he is now. And we became husband and wife, and we formed an alliance together. And with my support of him and my guidance with him, he became the great. Mm. So that's part of my life. That man is a part of my life. Yeah. And we came together, and he became even greater because we were together. And we formed that alliance of his greatness. And was, if you would take me out of his life, you wouldn't have a Muhammad Ali. Wow, that that's very powerful what you just said. Yeah. So, we, so, we let, team. so tell me what and, and I'm just nosy, uh, Miss Ali. Why yes, why didn't the marriage work? Well, you know what? This is the thing. When husband and wives work as a team to reach a certain goal, I would just let you know I kept my end of the bargain. Mm -hmm. And people are just people. If whatever they see in life, whatever they focus on or picture what they want to be or have, now that is something special to each and every one individual. Mm -hmm. We are tempted by many things. We are influenced by other people. Mm -hmm. And sometimes the way you react to those temptations will change your life around to something you really didn't want to turn out to be. Mm -hmm. uh, men are always tempted by women. Women are always tempted by men. But when you don't set your goals focus on your priorities, then that's when you become divided. Mm -hmm. And uh, with a man who 
was poor and coming up poor or whatever. Um, and sometimes when money gets into your hands and and you're not used to having that kind of money or you wasn't trained to appreciate money or family, then that makes a division. Mm. That's where we departed. Um, this is what my book is about. See, when I got married, my whole focus is to support my husband, be a good wife, and help him the best way he you can. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, uh, and then the big picture is to have family and work together until we pass away to leave a legacy. And then we pass away and live another life. Uh, unfortunately, the temptation on Ali was great. Yeah. So uh, after all we built together to reach our goals, and when he got wealthy, then he got more, you know, uh, loose with his uh, moral habitat. Mm-hmm. And he lost his uh, person who and he had to leave and depart. But a man doesn't do what he's supposed to do and fight for his family. Mm-hmm. Uh, then he doesn't deserve a family. So let me ask you this. What kind of relationship did he have with with his children? Had a good relationship with his children. Mm-hmm. That wasn't a problem. That's right. not the issue. He had a good relationship with his children. He loved his children. He loved all children, basically. And uh, But uh, you give him 20 minutes, he's done. He's done. He goes another way mm-hmm. but uh, he, he's always been very uh attentive and fatherly with his children mm-hmm. that wasn't his problem his problem is that he couldn't keep his family together for roaming around with other women so why why after so many years did you decide to open up and and write this book and are, are, i haven't read the book <clears throat> but for someone to read it <clears throat> Are they going, I mean, what is going to be their experience, you hope, when they read it? They're going to read it and they're going to say he's a man just like any other man. Okay. And and with his actions, uh, he became normal like any other man. And uh, he, um, you're going you're gonna to see why certain men just don't keep their side of the bargain or they're promiscuous. That's it. And uh, I take family a little bit more seriously than that. Mm-hmm. And my, my I, I was raised around a mother and father that was very devoted and dedicated to each other. And that's the way they left their life to be. And Muhammad wasn't that kind of fabric. The name of the book is The Untold Story of Muhammad Ali, penned by uh, his second wife, uh, Khalila Ali. And um, joining us on the line, too, somebody that wanted to just say hello to you, Mama Ali. Go right ahead, caller. Go ahead. Assalamu queen. Who's this? Who's this? Fanny Brown. Oh, Fanny, my cousin, what's up, Fanny? 
you doing, Kalila and Fanny Brown? Are you all okay? Yes, ma'am. That was a great surprise. My good. You know she's my cousin. You know that, right? Oh, I didn't know that. James Brown and his sister is my cousin. Because of her, she married my first cousin, you know. Unfortunately, God, he passed away, but uh, he turned to a lot. So by Fanny Brown marrying my cousin, we became cousins. So James Brown loved the fact that we was even related that way, and we've just been cousins ever since. Well, that is a wonderful story. I thought you'd get a kick out of that. Oh, yes. That's a great surprise. Thank you, Jackie. Oh, that's not a problem. Uh, listen, it is uh, 1026, and we're talking to uh, Khalila Ali about the untold story of Muhammad Ali. What was it? What? Well, can I say something? Sure. I just want to interrupt you for a minute. Okay. Uh, of, of the flashback that you made me flashback to. Okay. Uh, when you came on, um, you brought me back on, I heard Muhammad Ali talking about the name. Right. Well, then I must let you know, that is the first time he had a confrontation with me. He was 18 years, this is in the book, but just because of that particular message he said about the name, mm -hmm. I was 10 years old, he was 18 years old, and he came to my school for the first time to see the Honorable Elijah Muhammad's empire of schools and bakeries and right, right. And, you know, businesses. So when he came in our school, that was that's how we first got connected. That was the turning point where he saw a target on my forehead for the first time. And this is what happened. He came to the school saying, I'm going to be the heavyweight champion before I'm 21. So get your autographs now because I am going to be famous. Mm-hmm. And so I'm going, what's this guy talking about? He's going to be saying, how do you know what he's going to be? I'm just saying it to myself, you know. And so when he came, he would start uh, autographing everyone. And when he came to me, he said, here, little girl, here's my autograph. I'm going to be famous. And I looked at it and I read it. And it said, Cassius Marcellus Clay. Mm -hmm. And I said, this is your name? He said, yes. I said, well, Cassius Marcellus is a Roman name. Do you know who, what Romans did to people back then? Wow. He said, no, I don't. I said, well, I'll tell you something. I start tearing up the autograph. Oh. And then I said, this is Clay. Your name Clay. That means dirt you mold. And he said, what? I said, man, I said, I start tearing it up very slowly. And At 10 said, years old. At 10 years old, I said, brother, until you have a name of respect, until you have a name of honor, matter of fact, until you have a Muslim name, you're not going to be nothing. And I don't want it. And you take this back with you. <laughs> now he was. Wait a minute. You, you, you told an 18-year-old man all of that. Yes, I did. And he never forgot that. 
He never forgot that, and this is why he knows so much about names. Because I was taught this about this under the tutelage of the Honorable Elijah Muhammad. And so and you was, were raised. So that was a question I had. You were raised uh, um, under the Nation of Islam. I was born in into the Nation, the nation of, of Islam. Islam. Yes. And we're actually on Facebook Live as we celebrate uh, Black History Month on the Midday Madness Show. And the theme for this month for um, my show is the Black Family, Identity, Legacy, and Salvation. So it was interesting, uh, um, Mama Ali, it was really interesting when he was talking about generational wealth. That's what he was talking about uh, then. And this is a conversation that is on reality shows. It's on uh, themes and movies and films and television. I think we finally got it. We just have to figure out how to do it. Uh, Fanny, you um, are still on the line, and I'll let you talk to uh, Mrs. Ali. But uh, you speak about that, too, because that's what James was doing when he was, you know, buying the radio stations, buying his jets and that sort of thing. And you said something really interesting last week. Make sure that you put everything in a trust. Uh, Comment on that, Fanny. I didn't know about the trust. I thank God that we have a talk line, talk prayer line that our number one fisherman, Brother Warren Malik, Abdul Malik, has the line on Thursdays and Sundays that we go and get on the line on Thursdays. Everybody on the line is hundreds of us fast to Sunday, and then we get back on the line to tell how good our fast went and how we prayed. And I'm going to invite everybody on it, and you'll go to it and get it. I'll let you all know later on before it closed. But what we did was James was just like Muhammad Ali. They know none of us had nothing at the time. And the only thing that I was bearing witness on was that none of us could be called black at the time. You couldn't use the N-word. You couldn't use Negro without the big N. Or we fought and killed each other over that. And here our children are using it loosely, the N-word. And that all we went through as people, one of the sisters on the line, when I said, I'm so upset and I'm so sad that James left so many millions for all of our children, your children, everybody out there that can hear this radio station to go to school for the next 70 years under the James Brown I Feel Good Trust Fund, and then all the money was gone because it was a way for them to ease into the money and take the money. You're talking the about they, the attorneys. Yes. Okay. And the attorneys helped pay the way, and listen to me good, they helped pay the way for the people that got rid of James in the hospital and then he's come right back up, the murder of James Brown. For them to get rid of James, it took Charles Bobby, who was one of the road managers that always picked up James' money, Judge Bradley, who always picked up James' money, David Cannon, who was the head lawyer, and Buddy Dallas, who was James' lawyer ever since I was a little girl. It took all of them to sign a check in order for a check to go through under James Brown's name. Wow. Once James was gone and his daughter Yama fussed and argued and had a fit falling out in the hospital. I don't want my father to have no autopsy. I don't want him to have no autopsy. So she went insane in the hospital so that they let James' body go 
after all those men got to the hospital in Atlanta, them that was already there and them that wasn't there and signed and paid the doctor to let my brother's body go without an autopsy. When we know nobody can go to a hospital and haven't been in there 24 hours and they die before 24 hours and they don't get an autopsy. It's totally impossible in America, but it happened to James Brown, the Godfather of soul. All right. so I just want to say to all of us, the money that I was talking about, one of the sisters on the line said, Real when quick. I was telling them how hurt I was, because no black child has went to school yet on the James Brown, I feel good, trust fine. They took it all. The lawyers, one lawyer, one lawyer, his wife, to be a was, whatever, to, had five lawyers. All of the rest of the children, the six children that the wheel that they produced, an old wheel came up with, had a lawyer each. And then they lawyers hired two lawyers each, a sister, brother, cousin, nephew, niece, somebody helped them with the paperwork. Those children went to court 11 years in seven or eight months, once a month. And all the money was taken out of the trust fund to pay the lawyers who ended up being three. Wow. Instead of one lawyer as they handled them. They also got the trust fund paid for the courthouse, the lights, the gas, and the window for the snow to be removed for the people to come. You understand what I'm saying? Everything took place out of the James Brown trust fund. So, so thank James you. Thank you, Fanny. I got to move on. Thank you. But I, this is what I think is so important, uh, Mama Ali, is that we have to protect um, and, 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 and be a little smarter about how we, uh, if you are lucky enough and have worked hard enough to accumulate this kind of wealth, that it is passed on from generation to generation. Did your children benefit from uh, all of the money that um, Muhammad Ali had made over the years? Well, you know, first of all, number one, I don't never talk about, I don't talk publicly about finances with my family. I got you. And this is something I don't do publicly. Yeah. And, uh, but... I can tell you my family is a part of the legacy with or without money. Okay. But they are taken care of and uh and they still have a brother still existing, you know? Uh-huh. And I take care of my family. All right. And that's what we all supposed to do is take care of our families, but there's a certain kind of etiquette that I do not discuss publicly. And finances, where my family is one of them. You know, you talked about some of the quotes and some of the things that he's talked about um, when he was having this, I would say, this um, resurrection and this metamorphosis of what he what it was to be a black man in America. And you were a big part of that because you were born into the nation of Islam. Did you often? think and 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 know that what an impact you were having on your future husband or husband uh and 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 when that was kind of over when it seems like he had you know come to this awareness uh do you think that's when the marriage um soured yeah it, it soured when he got wealthy okay and uh and, and you know everybody is always after him. Mm-hmm. And the only thing about that, we had we before all of that happened, we were a couple, a black couple, 
who supported our black people in our in our history and helped other people in different nationalities. We were known all over the world. Yes. We visit we visit together in different countries. Right. And we help people in those countries. We are a part of our Afro American history. Mm-hmm. And even though that it dwindled after that, uh, is because he lost focus. And when you lose focus on your family and your priorities, morally, physically, and financially, when you lose that focus, mm-hmm. then it, everybody is, nobody's perfect in this world. Right. People make their mistakes, and they learn from their mistakes. And me, I just will not tolerate for no man of mine to lose his respect and moral senses, and it dwindled during the end. He was always been flirtatious, I understand that. Right. But the journey was so prominent and so effective and so precious. Uh, It's just that that I will never let die because that journey through being with him we supported each other. We made each other famous. And he opened doors, what I've ever seen, but to support, to keep him focused, to keep him strong, to stand by him and support him through his uh, trauma and his, his persecution mm-hmm. uh, that he had to go through was uh, amazing. But see, a lot of people don't want to tell the story of a black woman supporting her man. They don't want to tell the positiveness of black women supporting their men. They only would like to tell about white families right. where white women support their man. Mm-hmm. But they don't want to give the credit to the black woman who supports their man. And so... Uh, I said, well, you know what? All the things that I'm going through, um, I will just be quiet and we'll see how things will turn out before I say anything. And usually everything that I predicted that would turn out to be became history. And But the thing is, when it starts going down in all of that, this is husband and wife. Husband and wife always go through something, but and it's never good when it's a divorce. Right. But I demanded to, to Ali, said, let me tell you something, brother. I am not going to let a judge tell me and you what to do with our children. Right. That's not going to happen on my watch. And if you want to see your children, you are free to see them anytime. Right. There's not a time. You don't have to call me to see your children. See, that's that's so, what I'm talking about. We're talking to Mama Ali. You know, you said real quick, you said you met Muhammad Ali the first time when you were 10 years old and he was coming to your school. When did you meet him again as an adult? For, or when did you guys get together and find out, I mean, and know that you wanted to be together? 
That is the secret in Chapter 5. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll live with that. <laughs> it is really interesting. Okay. Uh, but it was beautiful. But to be honest with you, my dear sister, when we divorced, I decided, I said, look, let me tell you something, Muhammad. We're going to be friends. We're going to be friends because I've loved you all my life. You love me all your life. And look, here we are together with beautiful children. We've made history. But we're going to keep all the positive things that we did in our beautiful black history and, uh, and beautiful history of each other, learning each other and uh, having and discovering these beautiful children that we have so I'm going to be there for you. And we're going to awesome. take all of the negative stuff, throw it away. We're going to take all the hurt and pain and throw that away. And all of the disrespect and this, the bad results of them and throw that away. And we're just going to love each other for who we are as friend and family. And that's the way it's going to be. And I will always support you. For the rest of my life. That's that's so really I'm beautiful gonna, because there are yeah. so many people that mm-hmm. have are making comments and they're saying that you seem to be a bit bitter. Well, I mean, can't black women have some type of emotion when they feel like they've been betrayed? They were even talking about this earlier on on the early show. Um, yeah. Like we're not supposed to feel anything. We, well, see, we well, this is the thing they. When they write on the subjects of the people, they don't show the sympathy of what women go through. Mm-hmm. And some, some men go, go through. They right. don't give them sympathy, too. It goes both ways. Right. And the, the, the detrimental part of d- divorce is that a lot of our sisters uh, do not want to forgive and just move on. Right. And then have children, they have whether they have children or not. Mm-hmm. Don't let that be an escape goat. Say, well, you got children, you must do that. Now, if you don't have children, you should forgive. Really quickly, oh, let, yeah. let, let let me get to Jacques real quick because he's been holding. Jacques, okay. go right ahead. You, you're on with Mama Ali. I want to say happy uh, African-American History Month to you, Perry Small, and to Miss Fanny Brown and to Khalila Ali. Thank you. Thank you. To Khalila Ali, I feel like I have to say assalamu alaikum. That is very appropriate. Well, alaikum assalam, my dear brother. (laughs) Yes, ma'am. Now, I want to say when I was a teenager in the 70s, I remember when you used to do the photography for the Belalian News. Yes, and I used to work on the third floor of Muhammad Speaks Plant. I, I worked for the food co-op for Wally Muhammad. And you used to walk up behind me and when I was in, at work and used to scare me at night. You used to say, come in and say something like, boo. And I would be packing yes. grapes and everything. And I, I heard you talking on the phone on the show. I said, let me call and say, assalamualaikum. So, oh, thank Kalali. you. And thank one more thing I want to say. Yeah, do you remember me? Yes, I do. You was the only one that did, too. <laughs> you used to buy the nectarines and the seedless grapes all the time. Yeah, but, that's uh, wonderful. You know what? You need to give your 
information to the sister at the radio station. Because when I call back, I want to get it because when I come to Chicago, we want to reunite, okay? I most certainly will make sure I give my information. Yeah, just give and it another, to Titus. Give it to please, Titus. Thank you. That is amazing. <laughs> Long time no see. Well, and another thing I want to say, I remember when I was young, when we were teenagers, they used to have the unity dinners every month in the nation of yes. Islam. Yes. And yes. Uh, one day I had been preparing for the unity dinner for the evening. I, I, I used to do that, too, in the kitchen at the Salam restaurant. And I came yes. out, yes. and it's a snack Muhammad Ali was sitting there with Warren Beatty on the oh, south side of Chicago. This happened. Yes. God is my witness. Yeah. Yeah. And, right. Warren has been friends for a long time. Yeah. All right. We've got to move on. Thank you, Jacques. And we have been talking to Khalila Ali. And uh, I, I, when we come back from the phone calls, I want to talk to her about uh, a new project that she's working on that I think is really interesting. Let's go to Karen. Karen, thank you for your call and patience. Go right ahead. Well, thank you, Queen. It's worth it to speak to my sister, Kalila, because I had the opportunity to meet her through Mr. Scott when she came to town in 2016 to promote her documentary on the truth. I had the opportunity to sit in her parents' house to hear the true story about why Muhammad Ali, which back then was Cassius Clay, changed his name. I heard that from her parents. She was 10 and he was 18. And I just want to say, Kalila and Fanny, these are real awesome warrior women. And we are definitely living in a time where it's time for the truth to be told, not to put nobody else down, not even to put the man down. But there are warrior queens behind these awesome warrior men, and the true story needs to be told. Kalila is the reason why I'm such an awesome queen today, because I was holding a grudge with somebody. And back in 2016, she told me, let it go. And Kalila, I apologize. He apologized, and he died June 8th. So I thank you, queen, for continuing to be who you are, because once people read the book, you're going to understand. The queens are really the wind beneath the wings of our awesome men, and it's just time that we know truth, and it's time to understand how these men got to be where they are. We're not the European culture. We're, 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 we're not the Western culture. We're the Eastern culture. Kalila, Mr. Scott said he love you, and I love you, and you and Fanny keep doing what you do. Thank do good you. With- Thank you, Karen. Let's go to Lisa. Thank you, Karen. Yeah, let's go to Lisa. Hi, Lisa. Good morning, Terry, and assalamu alaikum, Miss Ali. Um, I'm I'm enjoying this segment this morning so much, and I will definitely be purchasing your book. Um, my question I have for you is, have you seen the movie One Night in Miami that is currently airing on Amazon Prime? Um, if so, what was your opinion of it? Um, I'm going to hang up and wait, listen for the answer. Thank you, ladies, both. Okay. What Thank a you. great yes, question. Ma'am. This is the... Uh, the that was awesome question. <laughs> a question that I'm glad they brought up. Okay. Because I got issues with it, baby. Oh, yes. Why? Okay. First of all, once in Miami, never really happened. Right. These four men knew each other. They just said a what if mm-hmm. kind of thing. 
which is good. That's nothing wrong with that at and, all. And identify. One was Muhammad Ali. Another one was um, Jim Brown. Sam, the other Jim one Brown. was um, the Sam um, Cook. Sam Cook. And the fourth was, of course, uh, Red, uh, Mr. Little. Yeah, Malcolm uh, X. X. Right. Yes, and I knew all four of these men. Mm-hmm. And this is my thing. The creators who shot it, it was beautiful. It was a beautiful shoot. Uh, clarity, perfect actors. They did great in acting, and it was just amazing. I love and admire Miss Regina King. Yes. I've admired her for years. I met her at a film festival in Acapulco years ago, and she was she was young and up and coming then, but she was a woman of grace and respect, and I love her. I can't wait to meet this woman. But this is the thing. These four men never spoke the language that they showed in the beginning of the film. Just They just spread it out profusely, bad language, vulgar language. And and they didn't speak like that. And you're saying they didn't speak. They were four icons, honey. They came from good background homes with respect. This is what made them great. And uh, for them to throw that kind of thing in, like all black men, you know, speak profanity. That was a wrong, big mistake. And they had Muhammad Ali drinking whiskey out of a flask and hanging around with a bottle of beer, you know, drinking and talking. He wouldn't. Have, he but, wouldn't have been as pretty as he was if he had. If he exactly. was doing that. He, I mean, his I skin was why, flawless. Yeah, I think they uh, stereotype them. Uh, thinking this is the way they do anyway, so that's what we're going to do. Somebody did not do their research, and I'm appalled. And I, I, I thought that was very disrespectful for these four great men to be depicted as, 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 as this little character thing that they showed was inappropriate, okay? Mm-hmm. And I, that's all I got to say. It was inappropriate, and these changes. Our young boys and girls don't know the status of good men back in those days. They did not talk like this. Yeah. I think, you know, they just wanted to look current or whatever, but that was the wrong thing to do. What so was... All four of the men. I don't know what they were thinking. I don't know what they don't... They think this is a norm thing or what? I think it was wrong, and it was disgraceful. I did not like that part. But in the end, on the halftime of the film, they had them talking decent. So why did they throw all that in there? Hmm. That's a, that's a, and, and you would know, and you would know, and I just remember, I didn't know these people uh, personally, but I can't imagine uh, Malcolm X speaking like that. I haven't seen the film yeah, yet, but I Malcolm do want to... Didn't say anything. He was the only one that wasn't cussing. Oh, he was okay. the only one. Okay. All right. But these but these men, these other men with them, they didn't talk like that. Not even on the side or, or, or off TV or off screen. They didn't talk like that. 
Yeah. And I and it broke my heart. Yeah, I can imagine. It, it broke my heart. I, 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 it just, I just, I just didn't like it. And you know what? This is the why I'm going back in the film because I'm trying to depict respect. And, and and good etiquette and good manners in our films. Miss Ali, what was your, do you remember your last conversation with um, Muhammad Ali? <laughs> yeah, I do. <laughs> yes, I do remember our last conversation. Oh, and, and what was it that was, like? It was very pleasant. Uh, he, um, he spoke to me and uh, look yeah. yeah every time I talk to him he always asks me to forgive him all the time oh wow man and uh and that's it I, I, I tell you that every time I talk to you why do you keep saying that he said because I, I didn't see what you saw and uh-huh. um and I'm 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 ashamed of that but I, I I'm just weak and it's just crazy I shouldn't have done all the things I did uh, but uh, I understand, you know, uh, but I'm really happy that you forgave me. And it's just some more like, like and it was just more, more or less manifesting the times that I would say things. I always say things, what's going to happen, this, what I think is going to happen. And, and, and usually uh, 100% of the time I was right. So yes, he just didn't understand it. He says, how do you know so much? You know, you have, you haven't been anywhere. You're not that old. I mm-hmm. mean, you know, you're like he said, you're so wise right now. How did you get like that? He said, that's amazing. And he always said that about me. So. Oh, that's that's such a compliment. Yeah. You know, one of the it things that I remember yeah. uh, growing up, um, you know, my parents didn't have the perfect marriage, but the one thing that I always respected of my mother is she never had a negative word to say about my dad. To at least two well, that's, kids. Well, that's a good reason. That's a good. That's a good thing. Even yeah. if she had a reason, she wouldn't say it. Yeah, but she, a, she said what goes on. Like bet- she would say what goes on between me and your father is is our issues. But you always remember that's your father, and he loves you. And yeah, I exactly. Think, mm-hmm, exactly. And and that I get the, you know the the feeling that you kind of felt the same way in terms of. You know how you dealt with this as a woman, and but how yes. you dealt with this as a mother. Yes, yes. But you know what? Uh, when I was saying to you about, uh, like, you're absolutely right when you say it might be a story and everything, but you know, it's uh, it's not something that we're trying to hurt or or bring somebody down or nothing. It's just that these are issues that we have to go through, mm-hmm. and. Uh, we do have feelings, and uh, and we have to also let people know that it's time for men to step up to help men to to guide them in to the be right better direction. men. Yes, yes, absolutely, to be better men. Right, and, and people like giants like him make these mistakes. They should learn from them, and um, and we just want to put it out. Everything that you see is that always the best. But, you know, you have to learn from it. And men can change, just like women can change. Right. Because uh, there's some knucklehead yeah. women out here, too. Oh, they're, 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 we got problems, man. We yeah. got really issues. But uh, to get back to, to, 
to the grid. I, right before the Christmas holidays, uh, I had a friend named George, and he t- spoke with Lee Carter about uh, the producer of the grid mm-hmm. that's performing and streaming on Amazon Prime. And they wanted to up their game on the gr- grid, and they thought that I could play this particular role. Uh, matter of fact, the name I play in the grid is called Mama Sole. Oh, Mama Sole. I love Mama that. Sole. I'm supposed to have uh, Haitian descendant, and uh, my brother ha- is Haitian descendant, but we're big uh, business people in Florida, you know, and uh, they have feuds with the. The human cartel, which we're dealing with today, and uh, the uh, drug cartel is always there. And uh, it's a beautiful, uh, well, it's, it's, it's really done by young filmmakers that's working it out, trying to be good filmmakers. And um, so i supposed to be like, my. I have my own game style of handling things. Well, you know what? Let's you. continue this conversation on the <laughs> other side. Because okay. we've got, um, I've really enjoyed um, speaking with you today. I've, I've learned so much. It is 1129 on the Talk of Chicago. Oh, my goodness, I forgot. You know what? I've got to wrap this up. I didn't know what time it was. Uh, Kalila Ali, thank you so much. How do people purchase the book? Oh, to purchase the book, it'll be, uh, see, we're putting pictures in the book right now, so the publisher hasn't uh, set the final completion on it. But when it does, I will come on the show and tell you, where I will be with the book. Uh, I'll have some book signings in Chicago. Oh, good. Yes. And uh, if you go to MamaAli.com with the uh, uh, one M, you you can stay on my website. And we're building a new one. And you can always go to MamaAli.com and find out where the books are located and how you can purchase them. Thank you. Thank you yeah. so much. And, st- you know, just continue. Can I say something to yeah, you? Yes. For Black History Month, I want to say that being married to Muhammad Ali, I have, I was able to and blessed to meet some of the greatest black women and men of history. And uh, meeting these great men in history, I found out our purpose and the grandeur of the royalty that we Afro-Americans have in this country and in this place. We are the kings and queens of Africa. And we have brought that lineage to America and all over the world. We are all connected in this world together, men and women. And all I got to say is that I am thankful to Allah, God, that gave me the uh, a blessing to be a black woman in this world and in this life and a mother. And I just want them to know that please study your history. You have a lineage of royalty dating way back for many, many centuries. And it's proud and, and honored to be an Afro-American here in America. So well, 
They must study their history. Thank you so much. It has been my pleasure, uh, Miss Ali. But this is the first time I ever talked to you, but I know that you've been a good friend to WBON for a long time. Thank you so much. 